The name Placencia has taken cigars by storm, but the truth is the Placencia name is this great history in cigars. As a matter of fact, cigars that you know and love, cigars that you've been smoking for years, probably have been made by by Placencia. They've been on, or the tobacco comes from a Placencia farm. It's just now, over these last few years, they're doing it on their own. They're making sure their name is the front and center name. And let me tell you, they're doing an absolutely fantastic job of it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there. Ooh, I got a little choked up. That right there. America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We are doing the Alma Fuerte. A-L-M-A. Next word, F-U-E-R-T-E. It's known as the Nestor 4. We're doing it as a box press. This is a six and a quarter by 54 Toro. Six and a quarter, meaning six and a quarter inches long. T. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge, even though it's a box press, is 54. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter. They've got a series of cigars that come from Placencia. You have uh, the Almaforte, which a lot of people know about. Then you've got the Alma Del Campo, which is a very different, d- different feel altogether. They've got a couple of the Reserva line, and then they have the Alma Del Fuego. That's the red wrapper. So if, if you think of it in that way, the Del Fuego is the red uh, band, which I guess makes perfect sense because it's Fuego. And then you've got the Del Campo, which is this greenish, like bluish greenish to me kind of look. And then you got the Forte, which is the gold and the black. This is Nicaraguan throughout Fingers Malloy. And right off the bat, right off that first light, because we've just lit this thing up, that is a wonderful bit of tobacco and and sweet. That, and, but not, not sugary sweet, um, earthy sweet. That's just absolutely joyous. If if you, if tobacco is your thing, here you go. Yeah, you know, you got that the wood note, the the, the sweetness to me. It's a, it's a hint of cocoa for me. Uh, and then, you know, this just must be me. I, I've got a little bit of spice. Uh, it's always you, man. It, That's it, crazy. Yeah. I, I don't, I, it, it just must be me. But the Placencia, uh, this isn't the first, you actually did a real review earlier in the oh, on week. Oh, on our Instagram feed, right? So yes. they've got, so they have a Placencia that comes as a hexagon. It's a six by 60. That's the sixto is what they call it. It's cool as can be and smoked magnificently if you follow us on instagram eat drink smoke podcast you could see the review there but but this one is is a little bit more in everybody's humidor now when i say everybody it might not be in every tobacconist humidor the sixto this hexagon shape that you're, that's pretty rare you're gonna find that in only i think more select humidors this the box press the nestor four is what it's called you should be able to find this one everywhere. This should not be a hard, not that every tobacconist carries Placencia. It's just that it should be an easier cigar for you to find. And this is a nice shape and it feels just right. It feels just right. And Tony, this is one of the easier draws from a cigar that we've had in right? a long time. I mean, just, it just, there, there's, you're not struggling. You know, it, there's a lot of pleasant smoke coming off of this. So far, it's a delight. The weird, I talked about the sweet that comes off this cigar, and this is one of those moments that, what did you eat? What did you drink? What does the weather all come into play? We know we talk about the notebook. Very serious about that. Pull out your notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? 
What's the weather like? We got a little bit of rain going on here in central Indiana where we broadcast in Indianapolis from Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. And so today, I mean, I did things that I don't normally do. I'm already into a coffee. I've got a French press with me before I even get to the drink. And there, that sweetness that I'm talking about comes off almost as a fruit. Not fruity as a fruit. Like when you eat the apple and, and it's like the richness of, of, of the apple, of, of that actual juice and how it mixes with the, with, with the pulp of the fruit, that's where it's at. And it does have that hint of cedar. It is just, that is a wonderful one-two punch that mixed with the French press is, is a joy. Well, and you've mentioned several times and you just did that, you know, a lot of it may have to do with what you ate. On a particular day, what you had before you 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 it start you lit the cigar. So I've got to ask you, Tony, what what did you have to eat today? You want you want to play the game? What did Tony Katz eat today? Yeah, okay. Because everybody hears about how I eat like like crap. You you are awful. So you are, how are you still alive? Is the question that we ask. I'll, I'll gladly tell you. I, I, I remember I get up early because I do a morning radio show. I don't eat anything when I wake up. I grab coffee. I don't. I have water. I don't drink. I don't get, eat anything until about nine o'clock in in the morning, and I'm up at five. So it's a good three four hours before I eat anything. Not a it, not a little Debbie snack cake. Nothing. Not Swiss cake roll. No, sometimes I will have half of a Power Crunch bar, which is a like a, a low carb kind of kind of thing, high protein thing of a bobber. Uh, I started with uh, we did a a marinated flank steak last night with sautéed onions. So there were some leftovers of that. So I did like four. Slices of, of that with the sautéed onions. And then I had a touch of rice with it because lately I've been really craving rice. And then I didn't eat anything until I actually had to go. I was, I was down at my studio in downtown, and so I ended up at a Chipotle. So it, okay. was, it, was, it was steak, and it was, a t- again, a little bit of rice, and then the, 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 the peppers and onions, and then guacamole and cheese. Literally all I've had today. Fingers from lie, that's how I'm still alive. That's all I had. There was no, That's, there were no donuts. There were no fries. There, there was no, there was nothing with, uh, with, with like double patties or triple patties. I just don't do it, man. I feel so bad for you. I feel great. I'm the happiest man in America. I feel great, and I had three tacos from Taco Bell, a beef burrito. <laughs> uh, and a diet Pepsi plus a sausage McMuffin with egg and some, I some oatmeal. There you go. With sugar? <laughs> Brown sugar, right? Well, it was McDonald's oatmeal, so they have like the whole, you know, raisins and dates and like, uh, maybe some figs and some marzipan. I think there was marzipan in there. How are you still alive? My goodness gracious. This is the Placencia Alma Fuerte. This is the box press, so it's Nicaraguan in the wrapper, the binder, and the filler. And the question before us, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your humidor at $20 a stick? Ooh. It's right at that place yeah. that's going to make people go, ooh. ooh. Cut. Now, listen, if you go with the Alma Fuerte, you can probably find that at $14 to $16 a, a stick. But it's a different flavor profile. Listen, we're only in the first third, but so far. I'm sorry, the, 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 the Del Fuego. Sorry. If that's probably the $14, $16 profile. We're, we're, this is the Alma Fuerte. We're just into the first third. And so far, I, I'm thinking Yes. This is a stick that I would definitely try if I saw it at my favorite cigar lounge. Uh, but I may have one or two of these sticks in my humidor for, for a Sunday afternoon, uh, lounging back and, and kicking back and enjoying. Yeah, I could see that. So I would say to you that 
one of the interesting things about this cigar is that it could be your cigar lounge stick. Right? You like it. It's just a little bit more than you want to do in terms of getting a box for your humidor. Makes perfect sense if this is your cigar lounge stick. The box press I'm such a holy sucker for in terms of how how it feels in my hand that, yeah, this is, is in my humidor. I don't know if I've got it by the box, but I've got a couple in my humidor. Definitely something to share. The Almafuerte from Placencia, the Nestor 4, this box press, and yeah, it makes me very, very happy. This right here is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. I mean, it's beyond sad news. It's awful news. Or maybe... It's what you do when you are dedicated to the product. Eat, drink, smoke. So good to be with you. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The people at Buffalo Trace saying in an interview, there will be no George Stagg for 2022. Didn't come out right. It's been, of course, aging in the barrel and doing what it, it, it doing its, its thing. The George T. Stagg is what we're talking about. No fall launch of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. So when they come out with that collection, there'll be no George T. Stagg. And as their master blender, uh, Drew Mayville, uh, told the New York Times, it just didn't look right. It didn't match the taste profile we expect from Stagg. So put it back in the barrel and wait. That is 100% the right move. And it's why you cannot take bourbon and try and make it meet demand. It's impossible. It's just not the way this works. How about taking one barrel and bottling it now and calling it, eh, this isn't really George T. Stag, and sell it for uh, 75% of what stag-ish. you want. Stag-ish? Yeah, stag-ish. George T. Stag. Before the stag. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great bit of marketing. Before the stag. <laughs> Let people decide for themselves. Nah, man. When you've got something that I think, uh, you know, for, for bourbon drinkers... I, I think George C. Stagg is, is, a, is a serious play. I think it means something to them. And I think they're expecting something. You can handle little differences. You can handle little maneuvers, right? Not everything is always going to be perfect barrel to barrel. I mean, that's just the beauty of what this is. You guys understand that when bourbon, it's 51% corn. It's in a first-use charred oak barrel. And it's got to be, you know, X number of years in the barrel to be, to be considered straight bourbon or to be considered bourbon at all. But the more time it spends in there, those flavors coming from the oak. That, and so where it is in the rickhouse, where it has the sun hitting it, the, what kind of heat is it getting or not getting, changes the flavors tremendously. And then from there, people engage some levels of maybe blend to get the, the profile that they're going for. But if you're not getting what you're getting, the whole point of having like in cigars a master blender or, or, or in, in this case, a, a blender or, or, or distiller, they know what they want and you got to trust them. And when they say it ain't ready, it ain't ready. Yeah. And good for them for having that kind of quality control and restraint to be able to sit back and say to themselves, you know what, this, this, isn't, this doesn't meet our standards. So rather than just going ahead and, and selling it anyway and just oh, well, you have your customers think, well, maybe it was an off year. They're saying, no, we're not going to release it at all. That's, that's something that's very admirable. So the collection that we're talking about, this antique collection from Buffalo uh, Trace, um, it's... It's some, some big names. I mean, 
you, you, you've got a... I, I, this is how they write it. Someone double-check me on this. You have a Sazerac 18-year, first launched in the year 2000. Sazerac 18-year with a William LaRue Weller 19-year, an Eagle Rare 17-year, and in 2002, they added the George T. Stagg and they added the, the, the Thomas Handy in 2006. My gosh! Can you imagine... Annual releases of these bottles retail at $99, if you could ever find it. Are you nuts? Well, at least they got other things to release. <laughs> it's, it's, so, you know, it's not all that bad. So, yeah, this is, uh, uh, it is, it is about being able to have the, 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 the willpower to say no and tell, tell the audience, no, it's not ready for prime time. It's not ready to be played with yet. We simply can't do it. Now, we've been talking about pricing. You know, you take uh, some of the things that I just talked about on the, on the secondary market. Uh, you're going to pay a crazy amount of money for those bourbons. Uh, I, I don't believe that's legal, so you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying from what I've heard on the dark webs. The people over there at Eat This, Not That, one of the places we go, they've got great lists. These four grocery items are skyrocketing in price right now. Everything and their mother is skyrocketing in price. You're not kidding. Right now. It's crazy. The one thing that I haven't seen blowing up in price is cigars. They, the, the, the prices are, are all within where they were, I feel, a year ago. That doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way. Bacon. And I've heard people complaining about this everywhere. Bacon prices are out of control. All meat prices are flat out out of, out of control. No, but it almost feels like bacon has doubled in price. <laughs> And in a short period of time, we've seen it everywhere else when it comes to meat, you know, and and some meat is very hard to come by, you know, ground beef, chicken, um, and, and the prices are higher. But but bacon, it's it's like, good Lord, you need to you need to refinance your house to be able to feed. One of the reasons I bring bacon. up, you know, earlier we're talking about what, what did Tony eat today? And I and, and last night we we made a flank steak that we had marinated and we're trying things. It is true that my wife and I plow the, now play this game where she will send me photos of what's on sale. And the, super, and the supermarket is like, nah, we can't really work that. Ooh, we can do something with that. Oh, we can play with that. Because one of the things, I mean, we are trying to do is teach the kids that the, the idea that you can afford filet mignon doesn't mean that you should. What is your budget? And therefore, what else can you work with and enjoy being able to show them this, that there are things that are much more budget-conscious, budget-friendly, and still you can make wonderful. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you want to do. Milk is also more expensive. It is an average of $3.71 a gallon for whole milk and $3.67 for the 2%. These are the everyday things. Now, we don't get political on the show, but let us all make sure we're all on the same page. These are the things that sink presidencies, sink parties, the everyday things. It doesn't matter who you are. I didn't ask you who you voted for. That's a meaningless conversation. If you're the guy in power, the party in power, and milk goes up a dollar a gallon, everybody knows it, and they vote accordingly. Yeah, especially, listen, I... It just feels like it was a year and a half ago. I would go to the grocery store and I'd see milk on sale for ninety nine cents a gallon, and oh, now I remember it's, that, oh, yeah. And now it's three bucks, three three fifty. It's it's getting out of control. So we did bacon, mm -hmm. we did milk, eggs. 
All right, now it's breakfast. Breakfast is too expensive to eat. Uh, let's see. Uh, it cost an average of $1.35 for a carton of 12 large eggs in September, the highest average for the month in years, according to USDA data. Now, some people on Facebook report paying up to $5. I don't think that's true. At a convenience store? <laughs> I mean, that's convenience store prices, right? Right. There you go. Good Good point. But, I mean, we buy by the by the 36 or whatever it is, for, or is it by the 18? No, it's more than that. At, at like Costco, we go through a lot of eggs. We do a lot of baking, a lot of other things. We go through a lot of eggs. We buy them that way. Uh, but you do, we just named breakfast. And then, of course, as we've been discussing, beef prices are ridiculous. It is a search. If we find a, something on sale, my freezer is full. Four packages, five packages, whatever it is. Grab it while you can. It might be a good time to invest in that small chest freezer. Yeah. You, you have one, right? No, I've got a garage refrigerator that has a little freezer on okay. top. Okay, because we've got one of those as well. But yeah. if you want to, you, you, you buy when the opportunity is there. And you shouldn't be afraid to look things up and look up marinades and look up ways to utilize these things because they can be made great. They can be made wonderful. It doesn't all have to be New York Strip, people. You got to think outside the box and use your mind to create your opportunities. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Truly, I can't believe we're talking about hard seltzer. I hate myself with the passion of a thousand red hot suns. Truly has four all new hard seltzer flavors for the holidays. And why am I bringing it up? Because people love this stuff, man. And if you have it at your holiday gathering, they will be thankful. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And the book, Getting Closer and Closer to Publishing, will have more information on that in the weeks ahead. So Truly makes the hard seltzer. I know, Fingers Malloy, you're a huge fan of the Truly. You're like, oh, oh, can't have enough of the Truly. Right. Yeah, that, and the White Claw, the Bud Light oh, Seltzer. Oh, man, you're speaking my language. I know I am. Here it is. It's their four-pack for the holidays. Here's what they're doing. The Pomegranate Ginger Fizz. The <laughs> Of course. I'm pretty sure Pomegranate Ginger Fizz is the sister to Columbia in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and that reference is so great. I feel so good about myself. I want your applause, damn it. Tell me how good that is. Thank you. The Cran Orange Sparkler, which I read in the Kama Sutra. Spiked what? apple... What? Did you have a Truly before we got on air? The Cran Orange Sparkler? <laughs> There's only two ways that can go, son. The Spiked Apple Cider and the Holiday Sangria Style. First, nothing about Christmas, nothing about December holidays screams sangria. I'm not, I'm not anti-sangria. I am pro-fruit in my drink. Sangria for Thanksgiving? Okay, I get the cran orange sparkler for Thanksgiving. I'm sure you do. I, 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 get, I can understand because you got the cranberry sauce. And what better chaser for the cranberry sauce than a cran orange sparkler? Sure. The spiked apple cider. I get that. Okay. Uh, I don't get any of this. I'll be honest with you. And it, <laughs> this isn't a... Listen, I, I, someone hands me a hard seltzer when it's 95 degrees. I'll drink it. I'll enjoy it, one, uh, and then move on. But uh, to me, hard seltzer is a hot summer drink. 
and I know they're doing what they can because I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, so they're trying to do what they can to kind of keep the market going when uh, the temperatures turn cold. But no, you're right. Uh, sangria in 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 the winter. I don't. I I, I I I don't understand it. But the one I've never understood is pomegranate. To me, pomegranate is like uh, Mean Girls and Fetch. Stop trying to make pomegranate happen. It's never. You will never get buy-in. Never once. Never ever. You will not get America, America, to buy in on pomegranate. Have you ever bought a pomegranate? Of course, I bought a pomegranate just to see what would happen. And you know what happened? I threw it away. It's, you didn't enjoy it? No, I did not. I did you not. You bite right into the center. No, you don't do that. That's <laughs> no. You eat the seeds. It's like teaching people how to improperly eat an artichoke. <laughs> is that what the book's about? That's not what the book is, <laughs> oh. is, is about. I just, there's, there's, this, there's trying too hard. And then there's this. It's from the people at InsideHook.com. The best apps for beer, wine, and spirits fans. Now, full disclosure, I don't have any apps for any of these things. I, I've tried some cigar apps. I haven't been super happy. That doesn't mean that there aren't good ones out there that people utilize. If you use an app that you like on Facebook, Eat, Drink, Smoke, tell us. What is the app you like that you utilize for, for cigars or, or for drinking? Um, I think that they're, they're worthwhile in the idea that you want to categorize what it is you're trying. You want notes. It's why I talk about the notebook. That's my app. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. That's old school. It's a notebook. When you when your app is from the Dollar General that you got in an aisle that was a dollar and it's it's spiral, and it's a notebook. That's old school. So they have a list of of apps. So one of them is Mixlab, which is associated with Bacardi, um, and um, you're able to search for drinks by color, flavor, holidays, or difficulty in preparation. Then there's an app uh, for meal pairings called Hello Vino, which I think we've actually talked about before on the show. Uh, you know, what wine goes well with Ville Marsala? And uh, the answer is, what does it matter? If the Ville Marsala is good, who cares about the wine? Now, that's, that's heresy to some people. I get it. The wine is a wonderful compliment to the meal. I'm just saying, I really like Ville Marsala. I, I thought you were going to say it was the Cran Orange Sparkler. It is not. No. It is not. Then there's one called U-Label. You can uh, use an, uh, a labeling system that was introduced by the European Union on wines and spirits. It gives you all the nutritional information. See? <laughs> oh. Am I allowed to rage? When I'm drinking bourbon, I have never once asked myself, hey, what's the calorie content of this thing? <laughs> I have never drank a bourbon or a rye whiskey in my life and said, tell me about the carbs. Only with your hard seltzer or your beer are people playing around with carbs. People take that very seriously. Because they're drinking 14 of them. Drink two. You don't have to worry about it. And with bourbons, for me, one, I'm one and done. Uh, me too. <laughs> why, why do I think you're being dishonest? <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I like about the first one that you, you mentioned, the Mix Lab. So part of that app, it will kind of uh, ask you what a, a tobacconist would when you walk into a cigar lounge. It'll say, so what doesn't sound good to you? It, it, it will, by, via virtual assistant, kind of go along and find out what your flavor profile is. 
and then come up with maybe some cocktail recipes that would be appealing to you. And that, that, that's kind of cool. All that said, we have fiddled and played with the idea of coming up with an app. But I, I, I find myself reticent because there's only so much stuff that people want. Right. I mean, it's weird. We're writing a book, and we have had a debate about whether or not. So, so we, we haven't named the book yet. But the book is not so much about bourbon. It's just a handy guide to bourbon. You just want some basic facts, basic info, something that's going to make you laugh, something that's going to be kind of interesting, something that's great for the bathroom. We're not lying. It's great for the bathroom. World-class bathroom reading. That's, that's the book that we're writing, and it'll be coming out, and, uh, and hopefully by this time next month. By this time next month, it should be out. Great gift for, for the holidays. We'll, we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. But the reason we wrote a book is that it's something you can hand to somebody. There's something tactile and there's something personal about it as opposed to the ebook. And we've been debating whether or not to offer an ebook version of the book. And my right now, I'm still a no. I am a no on the ebook on the book. And I you're right, I'm wrong, fingers. I totally get this. But it's where my heart is. Good for you for not going for the cash grab. You know, there are a lot wait, of Wait, wait, I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> The book is $9,000. <laughs> but, you know, people, listen, I like having a, a, a physical book in my hand instead of reading something on a phone or a tablet. And God bless people who, who enjoy that. It does, it's much more convenient. But there's something about having that book in your hand, right? I just think that for something like this, it's to have something you can have as a reference next to your bar. Yes. I think it's more valuable. You can always get something on your phone. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, may, maybe I'm wrong. May, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in my head on this. Let us know on Facebook, Tony Katz. No, that's my Facebook page. Facebook, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Much better. Let us know. And then head over to my pillow and get yourself some good sleep. Great discounts on all my pillow products. If you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square. You want to use promo code Tony, you're going to get discounts on the MyPillow's mattress topper. The towels, by the way, I use the towels, and they're sensational. Slippers, dog beds, and high-quality weighted blankets. And right now, Mike is offering, that's Mike Lindell, buy one, get one free on the Giza Dream bed sheets. And those sheets, I use them. They are wonderful. 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, and all MyPillow products are made 100% in the U.S. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code Tony. You're going to get buy one, get one free on the Giza Dream Sheets. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. Uh, this Alma Fuerte from Placencia is working just right. Smoking faster than I thought. More to come. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The label looks like something you put right off your printer that was designed by your four-year-old who threw up on your keyboard. So All right. Maybe it's not that bad, but it is simple. It's strange. It's kind of cut off on both sides. But the bourbon inside? Man, it's getting some kick-butt reviews. 
This is Off Hours Bourbon. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. I had never heard of it. What I know is that it comes out of MGP. Now, that is a massive distiller down in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They make a lot of juice for a lot of people, and I have run into those who kind of dismiss it. Oh, sure, that, that, that off-brand stuff. Oh, they're just making it for everybody else, not doing the work. The juice is the juice. Do you like it or do you not? That's all that matters. An off-hours bourbon is very, very interesting. First things first, this is 95 proof. Sorry, Fingers Malloy. Aww. He only applauds if it's over 100 proof. A mash bill that's 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley. And and as for the look of it, it's golden with a touch of orange. Not into the full ambers. It looks far lighter than that. And on the viscosity, is it sticking to the glass? A little bit. We, of course, start our bourbons neat and then decide whether we're going to bring it to a cube or add a little bit of cool water to it. It's this nose that's kind of freaking me out. Not in a bad way. In a... That is mighty familiar. That is a mighty familiar... You know, you talk about me and, and, and how I'm explaining things and how, like, for example, we're doing the Placencia, the Amaforte, uh, a cigar, and it's got this almost fruit note to it that has a little bit subsided. Now it's more tobacco and more of that, that cedar going on, a little bit of that coffee for me going on on the cigar. Bubblegum. What? The bourbon has got a bubblegum oh, dang it. nose. That's crazy. That never would have entered my mind. Now it's in my mind. You know what I smell? I smell bubblegum. It's ridiculous. You're right. It's, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's a little bit of lusciousness behind it, but a nose that invites you in. But it's not a bourbon nose. It's not a big oak, not a big vanilla, not a big caramel at, at all. Maybe there's some oak hiding underneath when I talk about that lusciousness behind. I mean, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little bit of oak and just a hint, just a hint of cinnamon. But that, I, all right, I can see that. But when you, you said bubble gum, I was like, oh, there. I thought maybe you were going to go with some sort of orchard or. But when you said bubble gum, I was like, oh, oh it's, it, I, tell I, me I'll it's not it. right on. I'll buy it. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Doesn't make any sense at all. It was a cool looking bottle, and 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 one of the guys here at Blend Cigar Lounge, BlendBarCigar.com, was like, oh, oh, it's yummy, it's yummy. You got to do it. It's like, all right. We're going to do it. Off Hours Whiskey. Drinkoffhours.com. Are you ready, Fingers? By the way, it's a four-year. It's a four-year, Fingers. Are you ready? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. Let us begin. He takes the sip. We start it neat and then decide whether it goes to a cube. He's moving it around, doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew. Uh, Fingers Malloy, what's your take? Oh, Wow. That is very smooth. Uh, a little sting on the tongue, no burn going down. Uh, that cinnamon is there. A little bit of vanilla, the, the oak. I, I didn't get any bubble gum on the palate, uh, but it it's very good, Tony. Well, I am about to give this 
uh, a go. So you you got you did get the cinnamon, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, uh, the oak, uh, and there's something else there that I can't put my finger on. I will tell you what it is as I take a sip. The Off Hours Bourbon Whiskey, 95 proof, to your health. Look, I am. Here we go. He's going in. Doing a little bit of that Memphis Munch. Oh, that is really good. Oh, that cinnamon is... That cinnamon is there. It's not, oh. a, hot, it's not a hot cinnamon. No, 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 no. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it, it's a bit of a honey. Uh, almost like a honey cake. There's a touch of oak. That's fun. That doesn't play... Again... It's so amazing when you can get something that doesn't play like the nose yeah. at all, but the nose is pleasant and the, the, the bourbon is pleasant. I am debating whether or not I'm going to move this to a cube. That is a nice little sip right there. That is a nice little sip. Yeah, no burn going down. There's literally no heat coming off uh, in, in, in the chest on any part of it whatsoever. Now, the, the sting on the tongue that I got... It may have been a little bit of spice too, but there was definitely a little bit of sting on the tongue. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't get, get that. that. But I think there is a, a, a spice. Uh, what, there is a site called thebourbonroad.com, and they did a review of this. And how they describe the finish is medium with a nice Kentucky hug. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I don't know what they're going for, but I, I appreciate what, it. What's a Kentucky hug? Uh, you come here, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. We're gonna have to change the rating on the show. But say la vie. Um. This is very, very nice. Now, my problem is I can't nail down the price. Let me tell you what I found, Fingers Molly, because, of course, we, we discuss, you know, is it in your liquor cabinet? Yeah. Well, that, that depends on price point. Is it in your liquor cabinet at thirty seven ninety five? Yes, absolutely. Is it, Fingers Malloy, in your liquor cabinet at $170.99? No. I have seen both prices listed. That's wild. I uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't figure out where where the difference is. Uh, Thirty seven ninety nine, sure, absolutely. This is a fun works for the table, guys. Try this ridiculous thing. Yeah, but it doesn't have the traditional bourbon flavors. It really doesn't. Um, but it has some nice fall feel to it. It really does. It just it 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 it's offering up. Just that nice bit that 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 it, honey spice is a good way to go with it. There is on the finish a touch of vanilla. It's nice, but it's not it's not the oaky. And that's know, not there. I know it's silly, but environment matters. Your surroundings matter. To me, cl- the climate matters. The weather matters. This is a fall drink to me, and it's, and it's not something that I want to put on on the rock. I will do it because it's my job, but to me, this this is very much a fall sipping bourbon. I'm adding just a little bit of water to it, see if it will open up. It is Off Hours Bourbon Whiskey, four year, and that's fun. 37? Oh, all day, every day. Yeah, under 40, that's a win. And if it is $199 a bottle. $170, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. No, no, it was, it was it was 137 Sorry. Okay. 137 Might as well be 199 because, no. If it's at your favorite lounge, though, you got to give it a try. Without question, you should give it a try. This is a very, this was surprising because it doesn't, 
it looks like someone just threw on the shelf. It looks <laughs> it looks like a label. You're like, what 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 has happened here? What went wrong? Nothing went wrong. Off hours bourbon whiskey. That's a fun little play, guys. Check it out for yourself. If you drink it, if you've had it, let us know what you think on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Keep it right here. All right, everybody, stop freaking out over the McDonald's ice cream machines. People are out of their head over the fact that McDonald's ice cream machines rarely work, and now they want the Federal Trade Commission to start taking a look at why they're not working, because to offer ice cream and then not have ice cream to offer is a deceptive trade practice. And now Wendy's is punching McDonald's in the neck. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And so McDonald's had had put out a, a tweet. Guys, know your social media. It's so important. I mean, it's a hellscape, and don't play with it, but know it if you're going to utilize it. McDonald's tweets out, if you were the person who ran the McDonald's account for a day, what would you tweet? Wendy's responds, where the things that should be fresh are frozen and the things that should be frozen are out of order. <laughs> That's just... That's just devastatingly brutal. These social media wars between fast food restaurants, fast food chains, it, it's sometimes it's worse than political campaigns. Yes. I mean, it, they, they threw that out there. They were begging for someone to smack them. And Wendy's did because Wendy's is ruthless on social media. Their Twitter account is funny. So you talking about wait with the Wendy's people? Oh, the Wendy's people—they're—they're they're hilarious. Stakem, yeah, Stakem, which goes full science. <laughs> they once—they once beat the living daylights out of Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> who's a astrophysicist. They beat him like it was their job. But Wendy's is also right because, as someone—I don't know if you know this about me or not, Tony—I tend to go to McDonald's. What? Once or twice? Is it a day? A day. Um, and is that a day? <laughs> sometimes. A day. Uh, and I got to tell you, when you're 15 miles away from a McDonald's and you got a hankering for a McFlurry and you're driving and you're driving, you finally get to the parking lot and you get to the, the drive through and you, you place your order and you say, and, oh, and by the way, could you add that M&M McFlurry and could, could you put a little extra caramel in it for me, please? Oh, we're sorry. Our, our ice cream machine is down. It's always down. Here is down. Okay. I'm not saying the Fed should investigate. I'm just saying it's uh, why why is it whenever I go to Dairy Queen, the ice cream machine isn't down. When I go to Wendy's, the ice cream machine is machine isn't down. But you go to McDonald's and it feels like every third time you go order something. How much ice cream are you eating? Look at me. What? Picture of health. <laughs> Picture. What, what was your workout regimen today? Uh, I did two squat thrusts and a burpee. <laughs> And look at you. Burpee. It's fun to say. Mount Everest, here you come. <laughs> In my life, I have never once ordered ice cream from McDonald's where they told me the ice cream machine was down. Really? It's never happened to me. You've never gone to McDonald's and tried to order a shamrock shake, and the shake machine is down. That's that has never-, never happened to me in my life. You know how I know this? Because I've never burned a McDonald's to the ground. <laughs> That's how I'm fully aware that anytime I would go for the shamrock shake, which is institution in my family, we go as a family to the Shamrock Shake. The kids were still in car seats, and we got a small, and we split it for them, and they were like, what is happening? Because we don't do that kind of stuff. 
sitting in the car seats and the four of us drinking shakes, they thought they didn't, they, they couldn't understand that I was happier than they. They, they just, they, they had no possibility of, of, of understanding how great that moment was. And it's a great I'm moment. I'm going to start crying. It's a great moment and uh, to have a similar moment without the kids and turn that into a, a spiked shamrock shake. Have bark. you done a spiked shamrock shake? Oh, absolutely. It tastes like a mint, frozen mint julep. But what's the, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Am I, am I doing it all point? wrong? Am I living this one life of mine all wrong? How many times have you looked at me when we've had a bourbon and you've said, man, some vanilla ice cream. Some ice cream would That's be great true. with this. You got a mint shake. I have said that about milkshakes, but I've never said it about a shamrock shake because it is an almost perfect food. Almost perfect. The almost the, it's it's almost perfect. The perfect food is the egg McMuffin, which McDonald's, by the way, uh, retweeted "Eat Drink Smoke." What? If you didn't notice, because I said the egg McMuffin is the perfect food on the "Eat Drink Smoke" Twitter feed, and uh, go eat drink smoke on Twitter. And McDonald's did retweet us. So one step closer, Fingers Malloy, to getting the Fingers Malloy meal. Move over, Travis Scott. This I, is going down. I can't think of a better spokesman for McDonald's. Because does Ronald McDonald, he's, is he still a thing? Do we want to make you the unofficial spokesman at McDonald's and start doing commercials? We can start doing commercials of you <laughs> at McDonald's as the unofficial spokesman. Of the, that'd be great. That would be great. You in a full suit, mohawk, no, no Harley gear for this, and, 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 doing, and doing commercials. Listen, if the price is right... No, no, no. Harley- we'll just start doing it. Okay, but eventually, if the price is right, the Harley gear can be exchanged for something that has the golden arches on it. Believe me. <laughs> and it, it, it wouldn't be, I'm selling out. It's my lifestyle. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. We got to do this on Instagram. Oh, it's going to start happening. Oh, we got to do this. Fingers will lie. Unofficial spokesman for McDonald's. <laughs> you want to know why ice cream machines are always broken? <laughs> F you. <laughs> That's why our ice cream machine. Feel me going in broken. there. Feel me going in there ordering a McFlurry, <laughs> and when they say it'll be right up, and I'll say, of course it will be, because your ice cream machines always work. <laughs> I've never run into the problem, though. I've never had the issue in 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 my life. But people are angry about it, and they think that the the Federal Trade Commission oh. should be. There are TikTok videos about this people out of their heads about it. I find that to be incredible. Not as incredible as this. New York Post reporting that a hotel worker or a worker uh, build the city, a city call center worker, build the city for $400,000 in rooms. Let me make sure I've got the story right. This woman named Shanette Lewis has been charged with fraud, conspiracy, and identity theft. And here's the scam of the city's COVID-19 hotel room isolation program. So the Office of Emergency Management Worker, that's where she worked, used healthcare workers' info to book rooms on the government's dime and advertise the vacancies on Facebook. So basically, this woman was, was airbnb hotel rooms that she booked under a corporate rate, utilizing city employees' names, and then put people in the hotel rooms. And bragging about it on social media, too. That's insane. Made $400,000. What's amazing about this is she probably would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids. No, not that. If, if she would have not gone for the huge cash grab, if she just would have been subtle about it, 
just okay, maybe five hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars there, four hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. Every time there's one of these kinds of stories, I ask myself the following question: How do you think you won't get caught? Right. How does that work? It's it's twenty twenty one. Everything is watched, monitored, checked. Eventually, someone's going to say, wait, what? Yeah, and she not only did she do that, Lewis is also accused of illegally collecting $45,000 in COVID-19 unemployment benefits. Oh, jail for nine. See, the other thing, that's just standard crime. That, 100 years in jail. 100 years in jail. She was collecting a city paycheck and collecting unemployment benefits. And $400,000 in illegally booked hotel rooms. I'm sipping my bourbon. You take it from here. This is absolutely amazing. She's looking at 72 years behind bars, by the way. That's not 100. I need another 28 or it doesn't count. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And Instagram, at eat, drink, smoke podcast. David Lee Roth has decided to retire. The lead singer of Van Halen. The man who brought us Bozy, Bozy, Bop, Bitty Bop. Has decided to throw in the shoes, as he has said, and walk away from the career. Eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at Eat, Drink, Smoke Show dot com this this is the music of your youth fingers malloy this is who you are van halen was part of your growing up in saginaw michigan made you the man who you are today you didn't know where panama was until you heard the song now you're like look at me i am worldly you should have seen me in spandex with my spruced up mullet it's a sight to behold did you last week by the way (laughs) did you did you did you hear that story and go, wow? Or did you hear that story and go, he wasn't retired already? I read that story and I thought to myself, it's time. It's right? Ti- it's time. I mean, because he can't do it anymore. Uh, he, the, the whole, you know, that, that patented David Lee Roth yell, he, he, he can't. He just can't do it anymore. And I, I respect him because you see some acts that go well into their 70s. And I believe he's 66. He said, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Uh, I, I think he's going to do one week in Vegas to say goodbye. Yeah, around New Year's. He's doing like five shows, six shows. And I'm sure two years later, he'll be like, I'm back. <laughs> no, really? Yes. They Come all on. do it. Come on. He'll be back. They all do it. Yeah. So, what, I, I mean, are you upset? Have you ever, no. did you ever see Van Halen live? No, I never saw Van Halen. Never saw him live. I was never a big concert guy. Um, it just it never never it was never my thing. I did a bunch of Grateful Dead shows yeah, just me because too. that's what we were doing, and it's like all right, it's, this is fun. But I don't know. Live, I appreciate live music, but I don't like the scene. Right. This is part of the many, 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 many reasons why I am not a bro. I do not know how to bro out in any way, shape, or form. I'm just different in that way. I always have been. Well, I mean, let's face it. Plenty of people go to a concert, and they drink way too many White Claws, and they act a fool. And you see, once they're on their third White Claw, Tony wants to get out of Dodge. Doesn't yeah. want to be anywhere near that kind of behavior. So I completely understand how that's I am not, not a fan thing. of three White Claw concert goer. <laughs> not at all. 
I, I actually, a couple of years ago, saw uh, Motley Crue uh, Poison open for them, and that tour should have been sponsored by White Claw. <laughs> that tour should have been sponsored by Depends. Funny. Uh, oh, oh one too of the, soon? One of the, fun, the funniest rock and roll moments I've ever seen in my life. Poison's on stage, and they've got a, a backdrop of like a skull with, with flames shooting out, and they're doing unskinny bop. And you, you know the, the part of the, the song where they go, unskinny, bop, 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 bop. Right. Flames started shooting in the air after every bop. I didn't stop laughing for five minutes. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. <laughs> why did that? Why did, why did that? Oh, what? You're, you're mega death now? You're, you're, you're shooting flames all over the stage like you're Metallica and you're singing unskinny bop? Bop, bop, bop. That's, you, do you know how close Unskinny Bop by Poison and Mbop is? By Hanson? <laughs> they're th- razor close. They're shooting flames out of a skull. Now, if Hanson had flames <laughs> shooting out of a skull. I'd see that show, and that, I, would, I would drink three White Claws while I was watching it. That, yes, that's a show I would do. And make sure you get yourself a humidor from Case Elegance while you're smoking these great cigars. We're doing the Almaforte from Placencia. Case Elegance, fantastic humidors. And use promo code, actually, they call it coupon code EDS for Eat, Drink, Smoke. You're going to get free monogramming on your humidor. They've got different styles, different shapes. Fingers Malloy has a Case Elegance humidor. They do great work. They've got travel humidors, a whole host of products. CaseElegance.com. CaseElegance.com. Use promo code EDS. Make sure you use that coupon code. Coupon code EDS. You're going to get yourself free monogramming. Saturday Night Live came back for their nine billionth season. Lowest rated in the show's history. Are people just not interested? They've got too many options. They're too busy watching Ted Lasso. Or has the politics of of it run, run dry? This is not a conversation to get political. But when we see ratings go down, you got to ask yourself what's driving the downward pressure. That could be. It could be that they've added some new fresh faces, and you see that a lot when they add a lot of new cast members. There's only one cast member who didn't come back. They all came back. Oh, I thought they had a nope. lot of new players, and they may have some. They may have some new featured players, but they the, that main cast all came. Well, that's back. that's troubling. I know that one of the the narratives that they're trying to push is this is the first Saturday Night Live that they actually have ever streamed live on the internet. They're saying, well, maybe that has something to do with it. Well, you would add those numbers in. You would know who's streaming. Listen, they talk football numbers all the time, like Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. Those games stream over the Internet, and you don't see this kind of drop-off in the numbers. So there's something going on. I I think people are tuning out all of the – and we do our best not to get political here and don't really want to start now, but late-night television in general has gotten so – polarizing and political. I think a lot of people have just said, uh, you know what? Netflix, Hulu. Yeah, right. There's something else I can watch. Late Night has given up the idea that everybody is fair game. Yeah. And when you give up that idea, you give up half the country. No matter which way you were to go, you're giving up half the country. And that's a valueless proposition. And, and it is. It is remarkably unfunny. There's a tremendous amount of lecturing that goes on there's a tremendous amount of COVID and vaccine that goes on. People want an escape from COVID and vaccine. 
Give them something to laugh about. That's 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 the job. That's the goal. That's the key. And man, they have really committed to not doing that. Yeah, I will say one thing about that first show back. They did do a nice tribute for Norm Macdonald. Great tribute during Weekend Update. And so it was Colin Colin Jost and Michael Che, and they talked about Norm Macdonald, the great comic, passing away. And so they ended the Weekend Update segment with a few of his jokes. And they did an OJ joke in there. Yeah. And they did a Bill Clinton joke in there. Now, the rumor has always been that Norm got fired because Don Olmeyer, who was running NBC at the time, A, didn't think he was funny and was friends with OJ, friends with Clinton, and didn't like and didn't appreciate those jokes. I have no idea if that's true. I have no idea if that's the reason. Only Norm knows, and Norm took that with him, right? But the fact that those guys would play those jokes, I, uh, tip of the cap, man. Yeah, that you're exactly right. Of course, uh, Don Olmeyer is no longer with us as well, uh, and uh, it is true. <laughs> it's true. Fired him because of that. And uh, you're right. It, it was it was good to see that they. It was an accurate presentation of Norm Macdonald's weekend update. Yeah, I mean they they played some of the very very very. Good jokes. It, it was, it was actually impressive. Impressive is the off hours bourbon. Drinkoffhours.com. We added just a little bit of water to this at ninety proof, a little over maybe ninety five proof. I should take take that back. Ninety five proof. Man, it's lovely. Yeah, and again, uh, I, I feel like the season is affecting me. I I really am more of an on the rocks kind of guy when it comes to my bourbon, but. To me, this needs maybe just a couple splashes of water to, to open up some cool water. Uh, that's it. I don't I don't want this on the rocks. This this screams fall to me. It, it's it's fantastic. Thirty seven ninety nine is where we've seen the price, but we've also seen the price at one hundred and thirty seven dollars. <laughs> and if it is that if it is that expensive, if your favorite lounge has it, you you definitely should give it a try. And the cigar is from Placencia, the Almafuerte, the Nestor 4. I am, I am in the final third here. $20 a stick, and the answer is yes. The answer is a yes. Nicaraguan throughout six and a quarter by 54 in the ring gauge. And just that wonderful tobacco, that little bit of, of cedar going on there, a little almost like a bit of a coffee note, paired great with the French press. Pairs actually lovely with this bourbon. This is a fine cigar. Placencia, they make a series of them. It's time to give it a go, guys. It's time to give it a shot and find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Glad you're listening. Next time. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts, too. And you guessed it, Eat, Drink, Smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, Drink, Smoke.